0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Included series. My name is Dana Wilson, and I'm the CEO and founder of CHIP, which stands for Changing How Individuals Prosper. CHIP is a digital platform connecting individuals like you to Black and Latinx financial professionals. This series was started to give people of color a chance to tell our own stories and thoughts around wealth. We hope to demystify stereotypes that still plague many of our communities, regardless of economic status. So sit back, relax, and let's talk money. Thanks for tuning in to the Included series. Uh, I'm excited. I'm probably going to say that uh, as far as every um, in series that we have, just based on the person that we have on, I think adds extreme and uh, unique viewpoints around the subjects that we'll talk about tonight, including their own personal journey. So I'm going to bring Rashad in. So Rashad, welcome.
1: Hey, hey, how are you?
0: Good. How you been doing?
1: I can't complain at all. I can't complain. Was yeah, it good? you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, You're all cool.
1: good. I am excellent. Uh, living a dream, you know, surviving a nightmare. You know how it is. Uh,
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, pretty much. I feel like someone um, last week asked me how I was doing, and I didn't. I think I just had a moment where I was just speechless. I wasn't really sure what to say. Yeah. It was just I was just thinking about it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like I think I think I'm okay.
1: It's generally because our first reaction to that, well, I mean, if me, I'll speak for myself, my general reaction Mm -hmm. to that is just to just say a phrase. I don't really even think about it because Mm -hmm. I mean, depending on the person, I'm probably not going to really tell them how I'm feeling. <laughs> so, That's true too. It's
0: hard to really keep it real when you can't keep it all the way real.
1: Yeah, just like, how do yeah. I feel? Uh well you don't really need to know that, but <laughs> but, but I'm good. As far as you need to know, um <laughs> Well
0: this is this is a safe space. Of course. So you know I, of course exactly this conversation is is definitely <laughs> Uh, made for us, by us, and meant to be uh, inclusive in every way, no matter what we're feeling and experiencing out in the world, Uh, you know, fortunately, in in very unfortunate times right now. But, Mm -hmm. you know, based on our, you know, our first meeting, I think that, and I'm sure you probably feel this way as well, that we just had a really great conversation and had a good synergy around a lot of what we'll talk about tonight, which is really focusing Mm -hmm. on communities of color, Um, the wealth behind that and really the impacts that we can make and of course our you know our own personal journeys we we've we've individually had our own but there's something special about collectively coming together and having these discussions breaking down those stereotypes and just kind of getting things out on the forefront and just talking about it like that's the necessary evil is to talk about it
1: (laughs) I mean it is it allows you to see that you're not the only person that is having this experience and that this experience mm-hmm. is not really unique. And sometimes that can be a uh, motivational, uh, to help you push yourself to the next place. You know, you, you get out of the, why is this happening to me or it, or am I the only person that this is happening to? And then you can get into the, Oh, this is happening to us. So how do we get through it? How did you do it? Well, well, I'll probably try the same way. Oh, something like that. Uh, it's yeah. not, I don't think it's ever wise to try to beat your own path when you can read from the paths of others and see where you can, <laughs> so can avoid those same pitfalls. Um, I remember I had one of my mentees yeah. um, tell me high school student told me, well, Mr. Rashad, I just want to make my own mistakes. And I said, well, that's dumb. <laughs> and, and i don't usually even say that kind of stuff to, to well to i, seem, I think i think sometimes the natural
0: reaction is, yeah. is what matters so i yeah, think yeah, people sure. understand like there's an immediate reaction that follows yeah. statements like that you should probably kind of tune in and feed into that <laughs> yeah.
1: it's like that that doesn't make any sense you you probably shouldn't do that like there's a lot yeah. of people that have a lot of experience and i'm sure that even with you like the people that you speak with that are younger than you 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 have a lot of experience that they haven't even fathomed yet So that when they do it and they come to you and say, Dana, like, what would you do? You can say, well, when I was in that situation, I did this, here's what you should do. (laughs) Because I I went right when I should have went left, you know? so
0: I know, and it's so funny. It's like, when you really think about those times when you were a teen and you were in your twenties and you know, people Mm -hmm. are telling you, uh, hey, you need to do this or you need to focus on this particular thing. And it's just kind of like out of sight, out of mind. That's Mm -hmm. 10 and 20 years down the road, which seems so far away. And then then we're here and we're we're like, why didn't I just listen to
1: you? You told me
0: that for the 14th time, (laughs) right? It's like everything was just going like this. And then, (laughs) you know, we're all figuring it out in real time. Uh, so the first thing we're going to get into, which is, uh, just to let you know, I'm a super, super fan of brown sugar. I just want to put that out there for everyone. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to get into the the, the nitty gritty of this. So Rashad, please tell everyone when you first fell in love with money and what that experience for you was like and, and how that first memory of it really impacted your life and, and where you are now.
1: Uh, I would say the first time that I even understood money um, or how it worked or how I was going to make it work for me is when I was 10 um, that's when I started my, my uh, first business. I didn't know it was a business because I didn't have any uh, business mentors. I just thought I was just doing something. Um, my mom is heavily into the church. She's like very heavily into the church. She keeps, that, you know, she keeps the doors open, basically. And even back then, uh, one of the uh, of older guys who was um, a trustee, he passed away. He used to be the guy that cleaned the church. So they needed somebody to help clean the church, and I was young. I was available. I didn't have a job. I didn't know I was supposed to be fourteen when I had a job. So yeah, <laughs> okay. nothing bad about. Oh yeah, the
0: the exercise of going and getting your working papers. Do they even yeah. do that anymore? I feel like. Uh,
1: so my son actually didn't have to get his working papers. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he had to get his working papers, but it's not the same process as I went through. Thank God. Okay. Yeah. For them. they do. Uh, 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 you can do it online now.
0: Oh wow! You and me both. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a big, 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 big <laughs> difference. than like, oh, you got to go get your working papers. Or you have to, I have to find your birth certificate. And I have to find right. my- and
0: then, and then the 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 point of dragging these working papers around to give people yeah. and not have the phone of saying, here, here's everything in one specific tech gadget. So appreciation <laughs> yeah. technology. We
1: have child labor laws now. Here's this paper <laughs> that I'm able to be able to work legally.
0: Uh, God, so, seriously.
1: Um. But uh, uh, but, yeah, so I took over for him um, and I became um, like the uh, the janitor. I was um, cleaning the church like once or or twice a week, sometimes on weekends because I was 10. <laughs> so um, and what I started and, and what I realized is that, one, I was getting money that I didn't have to give to my mom to hold for me or that I didn't have to give to go mm-hmm. into uh, my savings account or that. I didn't have to like, it, it just was kind of like mine. And some of it did go in the savings account, but but, uh, but not all of it. Whereas prior to that, anytime I got a birthday card, anything that I got, the money either was going to my mom to hold for me because I wasn't going to spend it later or it was going mm-hmm. thing It wasn't going anywhere else. So I'm like, oh, I have money in my hand. I can go buy things. And I don't eat candy. I'm not like a Ice cream, snacks, kid. I just wanted to go buy Legos, and I wanted no, to buy-
0: not the, not the corner store. We were buying quarter waters in, <laughs> in-, <laughs> in Jersey.
1: Yeah. yeah, those like hugs and stuff like that. But yeah, not like candy yeah. and all that other stuff. Like I'm cheese. Right. That was uh, my weakness back then. Um, but um, so I started that, and I, and it was kind of like it kind of snowballed into, um, my mom was like heavily into church, not just her church though, like all of the churches, her, her friends' churches and my family's churches. So they started to, you know, inquire about like who, who was doing this. And I ended up having like more than one place to clean, but I needed help because I couldn't do it myself. So I asked my friends and my cousins to help me out. And then we kind of like, it, it, it turned into a business. And like, essentially I had employees that I had to pay. I was 10 years old. Like this is it was just like uncommon <laughs> thing and it all fell apart because i got bored with it i didn't realize i wanted to uh, to um uh, to pursue a career in rap uh, mm-hmm. i didn't want to be like a janitor and i didn't understand right. i could own a cleaning business and still be a rapper but it was the foresight and
0: the ability you know, to
1: mentorship would do for you so right. um it, it kind of like all fell apart and we left that alone and then went on to to, to pursue music and i mean you see how that turned out I don't have an album this week, so. What are you
0: talking about? You know, we can start the whole career and and just start, you know, forget everything that we're talking about now and just go out and build (laughs) the album. I I feel like other people are doing it.
1: (laughs) I I still got it, but, you know, I'm retired.
0: (laughs) No worries. I, I mean, it's amazing to think back to the fact that we never really thought about what a business was, even at that yeah. age when you're starting off and you're building yeah. something that could definitely be very viable, especially now that you could have had um, for your legacy and kind of passing it down. And it's a really almost thinking about the way that we were introduced to technology uh, coming into college where we were coding before coding was really a thing when we were yeah, all on the my space. planet. Yeah, my, in my space. space. <laughs> Right. And it's like these turned out to be very big jobs, especially in tech and Mm -hmm. knowing all the skills that we really could have sharpened and honed into. Mm -hmm. um, Similar to your story about not really recognizing and realizing that you had a full business where at 10 years old, you had employees instead of like, you know, spending your money, you know, here and there on things that uh, kids would spend their money on. And getting the cards, and I have plenty of pictures of myself. You know, you have the cards and, you know, your family members give you the cash and you're taking that mm-hmm. front photo. <laughs> here <It's> here. Like, <laughs> you know, where you're spreading it out. You think you have a million dollars. Yes, you're doing all of that. And you're yeah. like, hey, no one's touching this. Like, this is my card. This is my money. What do you mean you want to put it away? You means I can't see it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, <laughs> here I come and uh, what can I do with it? So it, it just, you know, makes... It's so much better when we can kind of look back and understand, Mm -hmm. well, if we had been guided in a certain way or we had kind of talked a little bit more about those things, um, we could have done more at that time with our money and just at businesses. I mean, you know, we have kids now starting businesses at that age, starting full out tech companies and we're watching them grow. And it's just it's amazing because Mm -hmm. now we're better educated around all of that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, so absolutely fantastic. Uh, and what do you feel, as we were talking um, you know, more privately, but what do you feel about how uh, we as people of color and as a community are empowering ourselves? And do you feel like we really understand our financial power in this country, even in 2020 and what's going on and us kind of trying to figure out going through COVID and really what's that doing to our communities, but then also, what it's doing to us financially in the midst of the Black Lives Matters uh, movement and how we're continuing to go from there and being able to shift our wealth in a different way in this very um, moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I don't know is is a short answer. No, I do not think that black people or or people of color um, know what our buying spending and what that power actually, what it, uh, what it uh, represents. Um, we know how to memorize a soundbite. We know how to say, you know, we have a trillion dollars of spending power and don't really even know what that means. Like, it's just something that, like, people say, like, oh, we, you know, we have this like uh, or we have buying power or we control the markets or we make the culture cool and all of that stuff sounds good. <laughs> but They don't really. But we don't really Understand what that actually means. Like, what that for the uh, the most part, I'm not speaking of generally. I'm saying that uh, there are some people that know, but largely no. Um, And I'll say that I can verify that by our spending habits. Like, if we understood, if we really understood, if we really knew, if we really uh, took seriously our spending and buying power, um, then we would use it more effectively to our benefit. We wouldn't only boycott when somebody is 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 murdered by the police. We would spend our dollars that way always, and we would create wealth in our own communities. And we would create these mega companies, these these uh, these uh, unicorn companies that we're supporting. We would create our own unicorn companies. We would be be spending so much money with people right now. You know, people recently have been making fun of uh, Master P because, you yeah. know, we, mm-hmm. we um, uh people in, and we
0: have been for so long. Which yeah,
1: people, people you know, in communities terrible. that I aware uh, of uh, where I'm from, I'm from West Philly. People in West Philly eat noodles and noodles. Right. It's just mm-hmm. a thing. It, is, it, 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 it has been a thing as long as I've been alive. Probably now. Master P has his own line of noodles. Same exact noodles, same exact manufacturer, except now it's by Master P. People are like, oh, a Master P has his noodles. Ha ha ha. That's funny. Instead of saying, yo, I would much rather buy Master P's noodles and put money in his pocket than I would from Oodles and Noodles, Oodles and Noodles. Mm-hmm. Like why like why would you want to keep supporting this company that's not doing anything for for your community? And like you mentioned earlier, I went from the corner stores. We have a lot of of stores in the communities where we congregate um, that we don't own, where we rent. Mm -hmm. But these stores um, are not giving anything to our communities. You can't even go into the store short for 50 cents or 10 cents or even five cents Mm -hmm. because all they want is their money. They don't care about that community. They didn't involve themselves in that community. So, but, but we still keep, we, we keep the lights on and we keep the doors open there. We don't, take the extra block walk or take the extra or go mm-hmm. the extra mile to to support the black business that shares the same, you know, that has the, uh, the same inventory. So no, I do not think that we are using <laughs> our buying and spending power properly because that those things don't really make sense. Like mm-hmm. walking around saying things like we have a trillion dollars spending power and black women are the, uh, uh, I think the stat, because I didn't memorize it, but I think the stat was (laughs) that black women spend the most money of all demographics in the world. And it was somewhere around like $7 trillion or something like that. And it's kind of like, why are we holding that as an accolade? Like, that's not, it's not like. Yeah,
0: it's nothing to be proud of.
1: (laughs) yeah, Yeah, that money is leaving our community as fast as it's coming in. Just as fast as we are making the money, we are rushing out to spend it at a Target or Walmart and all of that. And I'm not, you know, of course, I'm not trying to knock anybody because this is all, all location specific. There also are not a lot of black businesses that can that can compete with the pricing structure of these larger businesses. Um, but there has to be a starting point. So we can't always use that as an excuse. It can't always be this store is more is cheaper, and I have to go to where I can afford. There has to be mm-hmm. a sense of, of, of sacrifice. Small businesses, any small business of any kind is never going to be able to compete with a big box store price-wise, or they're going to end up being closed by those bigger box stores, like the Targets and Walmarts and those sort of stores. So there has to be a generation of sacrifice mm-hmm. where the people that are in this generation, which is us. I'm, I'm not sure it, it, if the people watching have picked up on that, but I, but I'm, I'm talking about us. No,
0: it is. It I, is I, us. I, it like, really is.
1: Like we, we it's had the elder we,
0: millennials.
1: We, some of us. we, we, Generation X didn't do it for us. Baby mm-hmm. didn't do it for us, and they, and and they really couldn't because they were fighting a different battle but now we have to fight the financial battle like we, right. we have to take the hit of I'm gonna pay a little like uh, I'm gonna pay a little extra just so I can support this black business you are one person but if more people do this like if this becomes a common trend that we understand that in our lifetime we got to make it so so that our children's generation or so that I mean the zoomers are kind of old now but with that that next burning down Wendy's scores. So we got that. Uh, they got a different mission. Uh, yeah. But I'm saying that this this, no, next, it's,
0: it's this different. Next it's a totally different mentality. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying this uh with uh, uh, the generation coming behind them, we can leave them a a, a legacy of black owned businesses, of black owned mm-hmm. and operated businesses, not sold out to the highest bidder. Um, and it's gonna and and it's not gonna be easy to do that. Is it is going to take you, you know, going on this extra journey, or or you buying online instead of buying in the store because you can support this business online and they don't have a brick and mortar store? Like so mm-hmm. that that when, once I start to see that once we start to move in that direction, then I can say that yes, I think that we are utilizing our spending and buying power effectively. Right now, no, because we're just throwing money away.
0: Yeah, we're definitely still like getting to the point where we're trying and you hit on a lot of points, especially the point <clears throat> about Master P and, you know, we can laugh at him. And even when, you know, I was younger, I'm not going to say that I really understood the moves that he was making because I feel yeah. like hindsight is 2020, and you really don't realize it until you get to that point of understanding and watching, you know, that he went from the evolution of cash money, which was he was always thinking ahead and building a brand. Yeah. And I think we're still in that process where we're fi- where we're really figuring out how to, how to build our brand mm-hmm. and not just build it, but attach wealth and legacy to it, which is really can be two different things. So when you're thinking about, <laughs> yeah, which is, oh my God, it's so different. So it's like when you're thinking about um, that legacy and that financial shift and that financial movement and how you bring that back to your community. It's about what you're what you're doing from your brand perspective and what, how that's going to impact. So if you're in your communities and of course. You know, when those larger companies come in, like, no, we can't compete with the marketing of a Target Mm -hmm. or a Walmart who's going to sit next to, you know, the local business that was black owned has been there for years, especially through something like COVID, who's going to go out of business first. It's obviously going to be that, um, you know, black or brown owned business, unfortunately, we're still trying to pick up. But yet, just as a culture, to your point, there's a lot of things that we can do, which is just take our dollars and continue to go there because we want to support our local communities and our businesses. And a lot of those businesses uh, that you were saying earlier that are in our communities, I mean, they get up, they go in their car and they're driving, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour or an hour out. Or they, you know, or sometimes they might not even live in the same state, which is a real thing too, and, and is at a lot of places, but they're not really ingrained and connected to the people who are coming in there on a daily exactly. basis. So they have no reason to really care about that and really mm-hmm. care about what
1: happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll hang your pictures up in the store. They'll hang your baby oh, yeah. pictures up in uh in on um, yeah. the bulletproof glass, but that's it. That's uh, you know? that's the experience. <laughs> You
0: know? Yeah, it's a couple names that they'll memorize that will come in. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's like, how are you pouring that back into the community? Are they supporting mm-hmm. the local, you know, young children's leagues or sports leagues? What is that money that you're pumping in to be that mentor mm-hmm. or provide that platform or even teach other people to build the business that you have? You know, like, imagine if you know, for you and the business that you were talking about in your cleaning profession, if there was someone in your neighborhood who knew about that and was a champion for what you were doing and where that could have taken you and in, in the expansion yeah. of that, even at an early age,
1: even at an early age, one of uh, one of the reasons why I started my nonprofit organization or why it, so or why it became a, a nonprofit organization as opposed uh, to just a community organization is because we had a big fire in in a neighborhood uh, uh, where I grew up and I went around and tried to like i um, collect money and collect you know stuff because it was my friends house so I was trying mm-hmm. to get them food and just different stuff cuz I was young and I didn't really like really understand I was in my teens but I didn't really understand what uh, uh, what like having your house burned down was like so I just was like all right they probably need food they probably need this so I started going to different other neighbors, and they donated. And then I started going to all the corner stores in the neighborhood, like, hey, you know, so-and-so showed them a picture even like, hey, you know, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he had a fire. You know, we're trying to, you know, we're taking up a collection. Either you can, I mean, uh, it, 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 you don't have to give us money if you have, you know, food or something, it's cool, you know, anything. And they like, oh, oh, no, we don't have anything. And I'm like, you don't have- I went, So, so <laughs> all
0: this stuff on this um, aisle yeah. right here, you don't- <laughs> You do
1: you? What do you mean? Okay. You, you don't have anything? Like, I, right. I'm sorry, I don't really understand what you're saying to me right now. Do you? You have it when there's when we're funneling fifty thousand dollars a day into this business, but you don't have mm-hmm. it when one actually needs it. And this actually happened again. So that was when I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I was doing this, uh, um, we do this annual event called the Giveback, where we we uh, collect new and and gently used clothing, toys, all that stuff, and give it out. I was around on the holiday season and we give everything away for free, right? So the first year that I was doing this in 2010, um, I did the same thing that I did when when I was younger. And I had actually uh, forgotten all about doing that before. I went into the stores in this other community, same idea, mm-hmm. lived around there, knew the people, they knew us, went in there and I was like, hey, I'm doing this event. It is going to be at the community center across the street right there. Uh, do you want to donate anything? Oh no, we don't have anything. And it and, and I had a flashback. I was like, Oh wait, I've done this already. I know they don't care about us. Like we're the Michael right. Like how I, I I already understand this. So why am I doing this again? Okay, no problem. I got it. And from that point on, I never went back into that direction. And I don't support any of those stores anymore. Even if it's mm-hmm. last minute, last possible thing and I need something, I'll take that sacrifice or I'll just wait until tomorrow until I can go somewhere else. Because I'm never going to support anybody who's not willing to uh, to support my community in some way, especially when we are the community that fuels these businesses. Um, Right.
0: It's like at the end of the day, we're the ones who are cutting your check to go home and feed your family so that you're building wealth and creating legacy. But at the same time, you're not turning into anything for us to continue to do better and, and pour into us, and I think it's going to take a lot of us to just say, "Hey, no, you know, we need to be treated in this manner if you're going to build your business here," and just being strong about that and mm-hmm. pushing into that message and making sure that you know we're not going to be frequent <laughs> patrons of your yeah. you know of your business, yeah. um, if you're not going to appreciate the money that we're that we're putting in for you Absolutely. to keep your lights on.
1: Absolutely. If you don't appreciate these dollars, then why would we, you know, send them your way? Like, like, what's the point? Right. Um,
0: yeah. And even you mentioned,
1: uh, you mentioned uh, um, uh, Black Lives Matter and and with all of them, the protest that we've seen lately, and there's been a heavy push for, 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 for supporting Black-owned businesses, buying Black. Mm-hmm. Shout out all to uh, We Buy Black and just different organizations like that, like which is great. I just don't want this to be a moment in time that we right. go back when we remember. Like, man, remember that month in June mm-hmm. of twenty when everybody right, when, came we... off? when when uh, uh, when I call June a New Black History Month now. So 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 I like, remember when, when when we had the New Black History mm-hmm. Month part two and everybody it was like, like buy black buy black and then and then a Fourth of July came and then it never happened again. Like I, don't I know. know,
0: we all we all got out of this and forgot. We got through, you know. Fast forward a year and a half or yeah. two, and we've gotten through COVID. We're kind of at a better place for that. We're somewhat, you know, creeping up on a place for everything else. And yeah, yeah it's like you for you forget about the stuff that you had to go through and what we're still doing after that not. point. I, I hope not either. Like I it's not really hope
1: that, that does not happen again.
0: I know. You know it, again I Hope again. it
1: doesn't happen again.
0: Yeah, I mean, we can't continue to start something, stop something, and then try to go back and and retroactively-
1: Yeah, because it doesn't work like that. It doesn't,
0: especially especially now. I mean, this is really the time where these movements are happening. They've been happening for so long in silo. Mm -hmm. And now we're at a point where we really do need to band together as a community and figure out ways to support each other in our businesses. And not just support, but really being intentional about that. It's like, how are you being- intentional with your money and your support, mm-hmm. whether it's financially or through coaching, whatever you can give, this is the time to be able to give that and, and share that oh, information.
1: No, that's very important. Coaching. Very, very yeah, important. Yeah, absolutely. People, that's people, who, people who understand yeah. versus people who don't understand. Um that was uh there's a song that just came out um uh uh a uh, fairly recently I think it was on last week um it was J Cole. Now this is a controversial tape, so I want. Oh, ever-
0: uh, I, I had yeah. Right.
1: for one of the one of the parts that stuck out to me about the song was um, where he was speaking about people that have information. Right, there's this thing, and this is within the black community, but it's within all community. Mm-hmm. I see it in our black community a lot. Like when you know, when when somebody knows something, instead of educating a person who doesn't know. Uh, they're like, oh, you don't know that. Like, oh, you don't even know that. Like, like, and and, and it becomes like a joke, or like making fun of them instead of like educating them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And 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 it goes back um to like a fence theory. Like, if there's a weak chain in the fence, then the whole fence is weak. Like, so why are we laughing at the weak chains? Like, why are we making them stronger? Like that. That just seems to be mm-hmm. sense for what we're trying to do. And, so, and 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 I think this is especially important. In finance because the more empowered millionaires, billionaires, thousandaires even that we have that have financial literacy, that know what to do with the money when they get it, where it should go, how it should work for them, the more of those people we have, I think there's a better chance that we have to create those stronger or to strengthen those weaker links. Um, and yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree more. It's like we, especially when it's related to money where it's like, Hey, well, I got mine. I don't want to explain to you how to do this. You need to kind of figure it out type of mentality that we've started on for so long. And I mean, obviously that goes back through years of just, just Mm -hmm. history, which, you know, is a whole nother episode to really unpack all of that stuff. But it's that same mentality of, okay, well, you know, here's a family, um, in a household, you know, mother, father working, child comes up and asks something relative to some financial situation. And it's like, don't worry about that. You know, you just go and focus on this. This is my yeah. money. You know, you go out and get yours or yeah. don't ask me any questions about it, which is the worst possible response. So then there's that cycle of that. Well, I don't ask any questions related to money. So then when I get up, you know, continue to grow up, Uh, possibly go to college or not, I'm in that situation where I'm I'm figuring it out. And we've been figuring it out for so long that we just don't have the luxury of that anymore. Mm -hmm. And we're continuing down this spiral of this larger gap in this racial wealth divide, especially Mm -hmm. with, you know, currently where the country is sitting with all these things that are going on. And it's not going to help anyone to say, no, don't worry about it. You figure it out by yourself. Yeah. I did this so that you should be able to do it also. And you know, that's something that we kind of have to get rid of we can't within our community. We can't keep that. doing we, it.
1: We 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 cannot keep doing that. Like we have this, it is it is unfortunate that we are so selfish with information that we <clears> that we can't just take a little bit of pain, like a little bit of sacrifice. And it's like, no, I work too hard to get my money. I'm not trying to go out of my way to help somebody else make something Like, we mm-hmm. we have to. The only way that we're going to survive, like, man, listen, 2050 is coming. Okay, we got 30 years to get this right, <laughs> or or it's going to be another hundred years of us still struggling trying to get yeah, some. Yeah,
0: hopefully we not. Got all
1: of these numbers and no power. But you mm-hmm. have to take a little bit of pain, a little bit of sacrifice that I have this information. I'm willing to impart this wisdom onto someone else that may not have had the opportunities and had the same, you know, the same things available to them that I do. Um, and that little bit of sacrifice is not going to help you directly. It's not about mm-hmm. you. It's about the the collective we. Right. So if you care about the collective we in the way that people say they do, you have to be willing to invest your time into other people. It's how you create Mm -hmm. yourself. It's how you pass on wisdom. It's how you go with my motto is like die empty. Like you are you are a finite resource. At some point you're going to expire. What did you leave Mm -hmm. behind? Like what did you impart? All this struggle you went through, all this pain. You, you, you gotta get get something <clears throat> from it. get it to somebody mm-hmm. else like make sure uh, 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 which is how we started like help somebody have a leg up. don't let them make the same pitfalls you did. If you know a student who's going to college, even if it's a kid that lives down the street from you, you don't even know them, send a note hey listen uh uh, uh, uh when I went to college, the first thing I saw as soon as I got on campus, was these tables and they were giving out credit cards. Don't do it. <laughs> don't Listen. like,
0: don't, don't. <laughs>
1: and, 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 and that's a simple oh, thing. I'm saying yeah. that's like a simple thing that you could tell a college through. It, it, it takes five minutes. Five minutes It's not, it's not gonna kill you. Like that's, no. and, and that's like the lower end. Now, there's, I mean, there's deeper, more involved things we could do, but I'm saying on like the lower end, you could just simply say, don't get this credit card or don't get a credit card because. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be good for you. When you have a job and you think that your money is not going to stretch to a payday, but 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 you're not 100% sure, don't go to that check, cash, in place and get that payday loan. That's not a good idea. Don't do it. I did it. So so I can tell you not to do it. Five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> I, yeah. It doesn't not take- even five minutes. So like if yeah. you have the time to send
0: someone an email, like we have all these tech gadgets exactly. where you can hop on, exactly. send someone a note, send someone an email. Uh, And to your point, you know, I talked about we talked about this a bit on our first episode uh, with Ebony, who uh, we went to school together and we were talking about the, you know, what financial industry in general and companies can do a better job of, especially when you're speaking or going to HBCUs and you have or colleges in general. And the first thing that you're setting up are these tables with, you know, hi, come get a free T-shirt. And you'll get this and this, and just sign this piece of paper, and then they Perfect. get a card in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in college, like all you want is free stuff. I don't care if it's mm-hmm. a free T-shirt, water yeah. bottle, water bottle, uh, you know, oh, key holder. It really doesn't matter at that point. <laughs> but it's like you, set, you set people up for failure, especially you know people of color and, and in our yeah. communities where that's the first thing. It's like we're looked at continuously as consumers, as debt consumers, as maybe checking and saving consumers. But when you talk about wealth, legacy, and all those other things, you know, we're not necessarily included in those conversations, nor are we even really thought of when it comes to walking down and saying, oh, hey, that person looks like they can be a private wealth client. And, you know, you could have millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars in your account, and people will still somewhat stereotype you, unfortunately, in that way. You know, in 2020, like it, it, you know, we're still yeah. at yep. this point, um, and we feel like we've come so far, and it really doesn't seem um, that way. Not as, far so as, <laughs> you, not as far as we think, as far as we think, what do you feel like financial companies in general and the industry can do to better address the needs and concerns of communities of color? Like, what message should they really be sending us, in your opinion?
1: Education. So, mm-hmm. I have, so my my first. My first thought was there's nothing that they can really do, right? Because mm-hmm. honestly, yeah. they're running a business that is predatory. All, all financial-based businesses are technically predatory because they rely on, on the consumers for their money. So whatever they can do to get consumers to spend or to invest their money, that's what they're going to do. So we can't really rely on them to save us. It really has to come from within. Just think about it like this: if you don't teach your children or you don't teach your friends and family nieces and nephews how to cross the street, then you can expect them to get hit by a car. So it's kind of the same way: like if it, if this if you don't if we don't start this education at home, then you can expect them to get taken advantage of because these institutions know what to look for. Oh, where are you from? Oh, which your zip code? Oh, got you. Like that. Mm-hmm. That you know, they they have an idea. So. What they should be doing is providing education and making sure that people understand the products that they are signing up for. Uh, uh, uh whether it's credit card, a CD, uh, whether it's i uh, I'm a I'm a Roth IRA, or well, uh, 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 whatever it is, they should provide some sort of like education because that's how you retain a person, and that's how. Mm-hmm. A person down the line doesn't feel like they were up to they they've been i taking advantage of. Oh, don't go to that bank because they sold me this and they knew I didn't know know what it was. Or don't go to this a financial advisor because they took my money and never taught me anything or oh, they did mm-hmm. you know, those those sort of things. Like people people don't think about playing the long game. They're in it for for uh uh, offer it right now. One thing that I think of financial companies could do and, and and if there's anybody in finance that is watching this please do not shoot me, but I just really feel like this could be helpful. They should stop giving incentives like a commission base. They should make all financial services reps salary based and increase their salaries but get rid of commission because the commission base. one they have like internal you know um commission um challenges and all of these different mm-hmm. like that is literally telling people to go sell as much as you can uh, uh not to switch this over to to like a more damper note. no go ahead go ahead Police officers they uh, uh they're given a quota of how many um tickets they're supposed to give out and how many people they're supposed to arrest every month well if that's the case if you have to meet a certain number if you're supposed to to give out them thirty tickets and to arrest thirty people, you only give out fifteen, and now you're gonna start cutting corners as to how you choose these people. And it's the mm-hmm. same way in financial services. If you give them a quota and tell them that if you meet this, then then, then you'll get this bonus, they stop caring about the uh, uh about the quality of, of right. the, or the
0: individual that they're speaking with.
1: Yeah, now it's a volume game. Now it's all about the mm-hmm. number. Now it's how many people can I sell to, and I don't care about. If they know what this is, because as long as I get my commission, I'm just worried about myself. And and this is once again, <laughs> it's got to it has got to It has to take a little sacrifice. Maybe that's the theme of this is that it's going to take a little bit of sacrifice for us to get this right. A whole generation, though. It's not gonna happen overnight. It's
0: not gonna be just me and you, Dana. Like we Oh no, no, this is definitely you know, one one step at a time. Yeah, and, you know, from what we're doing. Yeah, one yeah, absolutely one step mm-hmm. at a time. And what we're doing at Chip, the reason why we started having uh this included series is to break down those stereotypes, to break down the narrative to not make people feel like, oh, I have to, you know, save up a bunch of money to do that next thing in life that everyone yeah. else is doing. And that's just not the case. Like there, you know, I've I've been around the industry for a very long time. And I've worked at larger institutions mid-size yeah. and on the independent. And I've kind of seen all, you know, the things that you're talking about right now, they're very real things. And they can definitely um, happen to some extent, but there are definitely a lot of great, uh, people in this industry, especially Mm -hmm. people of color who are champions for making sure that things are done properly. And will take the time to really explain all of that information, you know, to us Mm -hmm. and and to other people who some typically happen to look like us as well. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like if we don't take the time to give that education, and I've seen this in real time with people that I know, people that I've worked with, no one else is going to do that. Mm -hmm. In that, in that, thank you that, you get and that you receive is like no other. Yeah. I mean, it just it really just lights you up in a different way. Like, wow, if I, I hadn't really done that, this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I understand it. Right, and I, if I hadn't I'm, just taken the time to do this as a professional, no one else would probably have done that because they would look at this person and, and either just, you know, forget it. They don't have what I need them to have to, to fit into my business model. And it's really not about that. To your point, it's about pushing that next generation and how we do that and how we sacrifice and take the time because we're thinking ahead. You know, we're thinking 10 to 20 years down the road, this shift in wealth that we all want to see. I mean, we all have the same mission for our communities, but it's just, you know, how do we get there faster? How do we get there together? Uh, I think is the most important thing to take away. So we'll we'll end with one last question before we get into our fun little rapid fire session here uh do you personally feel prepared financially just what you've kind of worked through with your personal trajectory what you're going through you know as having a nonprofit and how that experience has has been for you financially
1: so you mean when i started or now
0: well now like do you feel financially prepared for the life that you you want to have or the legacy that you want to leave do you feel like you're you know you've kind of been moving in that direction
1: uh not fully um I'm a lifelong student, so I don't know everything. Me and you both. (laughs) So I'm not, I'm not at a point where I feel like I've evolved past general knowledge. Like I am, I'm, I'm a willing to learn more, of course. I mean, I, like, I I feel like I have a base, Mm -hmm. like, like a baseline knowledge of uh, what I'm doing. And I ask questions all the time, even when, when, uh, uh, you when know, we were on our first call and we didn't even know each other. And I was asking you questions. I'm like, oh, wait, what does that mean? Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know, it's kind of like, I'm always trying to learn more and gain more information. So I feel like I'm on the right path, but I'm going to like, I'm continue to grab information along the way. So.
0: Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like we're always constant learners. And I think that's the beauty in itself about not just the industry, but just finance in general. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much information out there and just really picking and choosing what's relevant to ourselves is probably the best thing. And then finding people who you trust that you can have these conversations with and not feel like, you know, to our points before we have to hold on to, to so much and not yeah. share because we're embarrassed to have these conversations. Yeah. We don't want any, you know, anyone to know about what's going on with mm-hmm. us financially, but it's like, if yeah. you don't talk about it, How are you going to, you know, move uh, forward? How are we going to push ourselves forward, our families? And not just that, but just, you know, people in our community. All right. So the uh, rapid fire questions, I'm just going to pick these randomly. They're going to show up at the bottom here. All right. So let's start with this one. So it says, where would you spend your last thousand dollars?
1: Last thousand dollars, like it's the last thousand out i'll i'll ever have or the last thousand that i have available now
0: uh the last thousand you'll ever have i think that would
1: be uh, i would invest, <laughs> i would invest it into something for my kids maybe like uh, i don't know a, a mutual fund or something i don't know awesome
0: what do you think of when you hear the word legacy
1: hmm, that is actually funny so my uh, nonprofit profit organization name is uh, lambert legacy charities and my last name is lambert and And the reason why I named it that is because it's for my children, it's for my legacy, it's for, so that even when I'm going even beyond me, these programs and these things can kind of um, continue uh, because it's a part of what I want my name to mean, you know, that name to mean to, you know, uh, to the world.
0: What is the one item you regret spending money on? (laughs) One,
1: just one, because there's so many (laughs) <laughs>
0: um, the biggest one, and maybe um, for some people, that's like, oh, I can't believe I bought this
1: Pro jerseys.
0: Oh wow!
1: I have a God, I almost.
0: I forgot about those.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Oh, I did. I you know, did.
0: I think I, I think now that I think about this, I would almost say, um, well, you're you're from Philly. I'm from North, northern Northern um, New Jersey. So are Aniche. Like, remember the velour suits? Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, Aniche <laughs> so for anyone.
0: Who sees this? You know, I grew up in Montclair, New Jersey, upper northern New Jersey and kind of that tri-state area. I mean, the velour suits were absolutely, you know, everything at that time. Yes. I can't believe I I forgot about those. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) God. I think I saw a picture of me and one the other day and it's like, (laughs) I think it's worse. I I think it's worse when you see the old photo. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go with this one. Finish the sentence. My impact on the world is.
1: To die leaving all of my information behind and to create the mind that is going to change the world in the next generation.
0: Awesome. And we'll go with one more. Cool. If you could tell communities of color one thing, what would it be?
1: Oh, all of these ones, this is so
0: narrow. Okay. <laughs> uh, one thing.
1: Um, communities of color, one thing. We are not minorities. So that's number one. Uh, There are way more of us than there are of the people that call us minorities. And the sooner that we understand that and we start to use our... Uh, our collective power together, not just buying power, but our, our collective, uh, a creative power, intellectual power, just our power in general. The, the, the sooner that we come together and use our power, um, the better off we'll be. And, uh, and this is all still one thing, but, um, 30 years, 30 years, okay. 2050 is coming. All the scientists, all of the data scientists are saying that, by the year 2050, we will be the world of number majority, but we already are. So Mm -hmm. the only way that we're going to be able to do anything with that information is if we do it together. Thank you very much.
0: Absolutely.